You're listening to Food for the Future on 980CFPL and 980CFPL.ca. Here's your host, Peggy O'Neill. I'm Peggy O'Neill, home economist and host of Food for the Future. Today, we return to the monthly series, Back to the Future, in which we discuss the renewed interest in traditional food and farming. Today, we'll be speaking with Carolyn Young, Executive Director at the Organic Council of Ontario, about organic farming and standards. Welcome, Carolyn. Thank you so much, Peggy. Thanks for having me. We're really, really happy to have you here, Carolyn. What is the Organic Council of Ontario? The Organic Council is a membership-based nonprofit association, and we represent the Ontario organic sector, basically. So anyone producing food all the way up to selling it and the eaters as well. Um, and uh, we, we are essentially the voice for organics in Ontario. Okay, so a group of like-minded individuals from both the producer and consumer and everybody in between coming together to remain current and also just be part of a group that's interested in um, organic farming and food in Ontario. That's great. And who can be a member of the Organic Council of Ontario? Well, any one of your listeners can be a member if they want to be. Um, But basically, our uh, membership is made up If you are certified organic, you become an automatic member for free. So that means mostly farmers, all of the pharmacists, I think uh, we have 1,415 certified businesses in Ontario, which is farmers, processors, and anyone in the value chain who changes food in some way, whether it's repackaging or value adding. Um, So those are our basic members. And then we have supporting members like retailers or distributors consumers and eaters like yourself who are concerned about organic or or associations who would like to support us who are members as well. Okay, so a really inclusive, broad-based, everybody's welcome group. And do you have a sense, Carolyn, of um, how many people in Ontario or or what percent of the market is interested in or, or buying organic right now? Do you have any of that information? Yeah, we, we actually just got a 2021 organic market report in partnership with the Canada Organic Trade Association. Um, and Ontario actually has a higher percentage of, on, of organic consumers than the rest of Canada. We have 74% of uh, consumers buy organic weekly, which is compared to 66 or 64% nationally um, as a national average. And actually, uh, Ontario consumers are more trusting of the word organic as well. So they're more, um, they're more supportive of the Canada Organic logo. Okay, so that's that's a lot of people. So um, some people may be purchasing 100% organic for their homes and others are buying whatever products they can or are available. And what are some of the primary activities of the Organic Council of Ontario that might be helping enable this these numbers? Yeah, well, our, our vision at the Organic Council of Ontario is to see a thriving and growing organic industry um, and for people to be able to access organic food wherever they are and whatever kind of income bracket they're part of. But, you know, we're a small group. We're small staff. We do what we can. Our big, big priorities are making sure that there's enough organic produce and there's enough supports for organic businesses. Because at this moment, there's a lot of demand and a lot of that demand is being met by imports or from coming in from other provinces where we could produce it locally. So um, we really like to see it more local organic food. And that's part of our mandate. So some of the things we've done, we have an organic directory to work with certifying bodies to get all of the information and and, um, 
Um, we're also really involved in trying to support um, farmers and, and businesses to understand the standards and understand how to be organic. So not only those who are organic, but those who are interested in transitioning, that's a big priority for us. We are advocating on a few things, particularly on better supports for the organic industry, but also um, increased oversight in a couple of areas where there might be a little bit of a lack. And that includes Ontario not having a provincial regulation around organic. So we can talk about that a little bit later. Right now, we have a really great project on the go where we're running a campaign to educate farmers and the public on the benefits of organic, both the economic and environmental, and specifically on the processes and practices that help to uh, mitigate climate change. So a little bit of some of the work we do, training, education, research, um, policy, and, uh, and, and data. Wow, that, that's quite a, quite a load for, you had mentioned before, a smaller group. Yeah. Um, you must be very, very efficient. So lots of opportunity, not just for innovation, but networking and integration. But how do members network and build the organic farming and agri-food community? We are partners with a number of different organizations and there's lots of events happening. So um, one of our partners, the Ecological Farmers Association of Ontario, just had a conference and that a lot of organic farmers participate in that. But we're looking forward to uh, a big event that we're involved in called the Guelph Organic Conference. And that happens every January, last week of January. Then there's actually lots of webinars we hold and we also have a an AGM that people attend as well. Um, but there's, yeah, there's also lots of events, lots of events in the winter time, especially when growers are not uh, involved. There is a lot of really cool things happening. So I'm sure it's going to be a wonderful event and I am going to watch for more information about that. And I'm wondering, Carolyn, what are some of the education initiatives delivered by the Organic Council of Ontario for consumers? Um, so some of the things we've done in the past we uh, had a, a whole series called uh, More Than Just, we called it, which was a, um, a campaign around understanding what organic meant. So there's, you know, a breakdown of the labels that exist out there. What is antibiotic free? What is hormone free? What is that in, in comparison to organic? So there's a lot of educational materials out there um, that we distributed to our retailer partners. We also do work every um, every September with our national partner, the Canada Organic Trade Association and the Canadian Organic Growers um, on Organic Week, which uh, every September there's an Organic Week. It's a great time to celebrate what's out there. Um, we also um, support and work with the Ontario Ministry of Agriculture, Food and Rural Affairs on their Foodland Organic logo, which is less well known, but uh, many people know Foodland Ontario, good things grow in Ontario, a business that has organic certified organic food to the national standards can apply to get a Foodland organic logo on their their produce or they're mostly on packaged goods because of uh, some logistical issues but that's that's where it is right now okay great and can consumers go to your website and get information on uh, just general information about organic farming in the province but also what's happening you had mentioned you're partnering with nationally with uh, two organizations but there are many others is there information on your website for people that might be listening to the show that want to find out more about organic farming and organic food? 
Yes, yes, we we have so many organic inquiries every year. So absolutely, um, our website is www.organiccouncil.ca. And if you do forward slash directory, you can we have a map of all the organic businesses in Ontario. So you can look for products that you're looking for or a business or want to see what's in your area. That's a great way to find it. And then, uh, yeah, we, we have all kinds of information and resources on our website. Okay, great. Because I think that trying to find a central coordinating uh, area that is sort of evaluated and presented the information is very helpful. Uh, and that's a wonderful resource for consumers. And you were mentioning Foodland Ontario's organic designation. And so it's a version of certification, which has um, things have to be in place in a certain way in order to get that designation. So it seems like the Organic Council of Ontario is leading and participating in regulations and legislations. And why is it important? We'll talk about what those things are, but why is it important that the Organic Council be involved in this work? Yeah, so just to be clear, the Foodland Ontario, Foodland Organic logo in Ontario uh, just requires certification to the national standard. So it's not a, a separate standard, but it's, 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 all, it's a logo that uh, builds on the fact that it's an Ontario product and it's certified organic. It's so important and I'll tell you why. Um, first of all, we know that greenwashing is a big issue in, in many areas. Um, you know, we are firm believers in everyone improving their environmental impact, their sustainability. You know, it doesn't have to be organic to be good for the planet and good for your health. But we wanna make sure that claims for specifically for organic mean what they say or mean at least a certain level of requirement. So Canadian organic standards are important here at Canada to understand what organic means locally, but it's also important for us to trade between countries. Um, so the standards and the standards are a way for us to improve what organic means over time. So every five years they're reviewed by industry and there are suggestions made for for how the standards could better meet our objectives of being more ecological and, and having more care and having more fairness, but at the same time being more implementable for, for people on the ground. So looking at ways to make it more practical, but also improve it over time. Okay, so everybody really knows what to expect. Farmers know what standards to meet in terms of producing the food. Um, consumers know what they get because it's got the designation there and also you had mentioned when we're trading internationally or, or across borders that it's it's really really important so we're going to talk more about that after the break specifically on the farming and uh, food standards for organic in ontario with carolyn young executive director organic council of ontario this is food for the future and i'm your host peggy o'neill home economist welcome back to food for the future on 980 cfpl and 980 cfpl.ca Here's your host, Peggy O'Neill. Welcome back. I'm Peggy O'Neill. You're listening to Food for the Future. We're speaking with Carolyn Young, Executive Director, Organic Council of Ontario, about organic farming and standards. Carolyn, there's a lot happening at a national and provincial level in organic farming production and regulation. What are some of the biggest priorities? Um, the main issue that we are seeking to remedy is that 
and a lot of your listeners probably don't know this, but we have these Canadian organic standards that only apply when food crosses the provincial border. So you can have something here produced here. In fact, I've gone to my local farmer's market and seen um, signs saying something is organic and I ask how it's been produced and they either don't know that it's not produced to the Canadian organic standards or maybe some of the stuff is according to them, but they are not certified organic. So, and they don't have to be. Currently in Ontario, you do not have to be certified organic to label your produce that you sell locally as organic. Unless you're using the Canada Organic logo, you don't have to be certified. And we're trying to remedy that. Um, We've been working with uh, MPP McDonnell. In in past years, we were working with other MPPs and other parties. Uh, We're still trying to get this Organic Products Act passed in Ontario to close that loophole. Okay, so still some opportunity for improvement both on the producer side and also from an understanding in terms of what you're actually getting as a consumer. So in Canada, the Canadian Organic Standards came into effect in 2009 under the Federal Organic Products Regulations. What are some of the main criteria for food, feed, and seeds to be certified as organic? That's a really good question. So the the organic standards are quite extensive, and I'll just highlight a couple of things. Um, First of all, farmers have to use untreated and non-GMO seed, and that means that they're at the very least, if not organic seed. So they have to be able to show that they're acquiring uh, that seed to their inspector who comes on an annual audit. They also cannot use nitrogen-based fertilizers and many synthetic fertilizers and pesticides. So it's not just pesticides, it's what we put on the ground. A lot of people forget about that part. There's also requirements, for example, for um, big, bigger areas, uh, no cages, for example, for egg layers, uh, poultry, they require bigger spaces in barns as well as access to the outdoors and required time outside, especially in and even access to pasture. Like in for dairy cattle, I believe they have to have 60% uh, grass and forage um, as part of their diet. So those are just a, a few things. It's it's a lot more, uh, it gets very into the details, let's say, mm-hmm. in the standards. And But the premise and the principle of organic is building soil health, building integrated systems. And some of the things that we would like to see is a bit more um, support for those priorities at the national and provincial level. Okay, I I can see that. And so what is the road to more support? Is that getting a hold of our MPs and writing letters? Or what does support look like in order to move the dial on the management and uh, funding for some of these things? Yeah, I mean, if I were a a consumer who was interested in this, I would be calling my MPP to let them know that the Organic Products Act is important to them, um, just for consumer protection, as well as fairness of the playing field for all farmers who are calling themselves organic. If you have to go through the certification process and your neighbor doesn't, that's just not fair. So I would be calling my MPP to let them know that, you know, letting your local farmer groups know that these things are important to you is important too, because they have power to uh, have input in that process. Great. Okay. So we can, we can follow up with the people uh, supporting us in our, our provincial and, and national uh, parties. So that's really great. But before we leave regulations in this section, we're talking about regulations. I'd like to know what is the Canadian Food Inspection Agency's role on upholding the organic standards that do exist? Um, the CFIA is in charge of protecting and enforcing the Canadian Organic Standards. The Canada Organic Standards is it's responsible for overseeing the use of the Canada Organic logo. 
So they license conformity verification bodies. So these basically license the people who oversee CBs, which are the certification bodies. Um, so they have the ultimate responsibility and they also have the responsibility of prosecuting for any organic fraud that might happen uh, or anyone who falsely claims organic status. Um, so that's their role. Okay, so so somebody is monitor a third party is monitoring all of the production, but also the actual compliance with the hard work that went into the standards. What is the benefit that the standards provide to both farmers and households? To me, the benefit is that um, there's a degree of transparency and accountability to both the consumers and, as I was mentioning, to the farmers and businesses themselves who have to go through the certification process. Okay. All right. So the standards offer a lot of benefits and and definitely should be supported. And you had mentioned uh, earlier that in Ontario um, about legislation that we're uh, trying to push through right now or or to respond to, the Organic Products Act of 2018 was set aside and the Organic Council of Ontario is taking steps to reintroduce the bill. And when there were federal provisions in place, uh, why is it important to have provincial standards? Yeah. Um, The key thing to understand here is that the Canadian Constitution distributes regulatory powers. So we have the federal government and we have the provinces and the federal government um, with the Canadian Organic Standards, it only applies to products that cross provincial borders. They can't, they can't um, uh, regulate what the provinces do at this point. So if something happens within a province, that's the province's jurisdiction. Um, so in this case, you know, the federal government can regulate products that move across borders, um, but it doesn't have jurisdiction. And it means that unless individual provinces choose to regulate the term organic themselves, products are that are produced and sold within a province can use the organic terminology without being certified. As I was mentioning before, there, there can be issues of people importing things and then repackaging them. And they are organic, maybe, but not to the Canadian organic standards, or they are organic under somebody's brand of organic. And, and as long as, you know, they're being sold in Ontario, there's there's a real loophole, let's say. Okay, so really important. That's another thing if listeners are interested in supporting um, standardization in the province and management regulation to another thing to get a hold of our MPPs. Uh, about which your and go to the Organic Council of Ontario's website. There's a section there, information about what's happening and what has happened and why it's important. Carolyn, your work must be so rewarding. What's one of the most meaningful experiences that you've had working with organic farmers and the agri-food professionals? Yeah, actually, I I feel like every time I have a receive a call from a farmer or I learn something new, it's, that's so meaningful to me. I mean, I think. Um, knowing that our work has an impact. When I, before I joined the Organic Council of Ontario, I was involved in um, some advocacy that led to the artisanal chicken program, which I'm in now, the Chicken Farmers of Ontario have created this amazing program that I think a lot of farmers are using, which allows you, you know, uh, up to 2,000 birds to be sold at local restaurants, to be sold. So that was something that I sort of had some hand in and I, I feel proud of. And I continue to do that kind of work in, at the Organic Council of Ontario. Great. So finding areas that seem outdated or not present and actually doing something about it. That's that's really great, Carolyn. And are there any final thoughts that you'd like to share with our listeners about organic farming or food standards? Yeah, I think I, I, I was talking to you a little bit about this earlier. I 
I know a lot of listeners out there think of organic food as being an elite thing or too expensive, or they don't think it has an impact. It might just be marketing. And I really want to encourage everyone to think about it a little bit differently. Every time you pay for organic food, you're making an investment in a reward system for farmers. Think about it that way. This is a reward system for farmers to do the right thing and to help catalyze change throughout the industry. So you're investing in soil health and the, the microbiome of the soil, which also is your own personal health when you consume that. Um, and it's investing in the economy, our, our agri-food economy and our, the economy of our, our province. So that's, that's a good thing. We want farmers to stay and thrive um, and continue to produce food because otherwise we won't have it in the future. So um, we really do have to value, value that work. Right. So really look into and know and understand what organic farming and standards are and educate yourself if this is an area that you're interested in. We know that the Organic Council of Ontario is crusading forward to try to make sure things are better for everyone moving forward. Carolyn, our conversation has left me with a lot to think about, and thank you very much for sharing your expertise and advocacy with us today. Thanks so much, Peggy. Thank you for having me on the show. Our pleasure. Today on Food for the Future, we've been speaking about organic farming with Carolyn Young, Executive Director of the Organic Council of Ontario. Each week, we leave you with something to talk about and something to do. Something to talk about, what is organic food? Check out the Organic Council of Ontario's website. Something to do, find out more about organic farming, provincial regulations, and much more, and get a hold of your MPP. Next week on the show, we return to the series Food for Thought, in which we discuss big ideas about food in order to raise the conversation level and find the way forward together. We'll have a special holiday discussion with the Middlesex Federation of Agriculture about families, hope, and food. I'm your host, Peggy O'Neill, Home Economist, and you've been listening to the weekly show, Food for the Future. Thank you to our platinum-level sponsors, Burnbray Farms, Eggs for Life, and the Middlesex London Food Policy Council. Food for the Future with Peggy O'Neill airs every Saturday at 8.30 on 980 CFPL and 980 CFPL.ca.